Welcome back to another special podcast episode brought to you by Miss Horn's Public Speaking 2 class. Effort from Ben and producer Dave. This is none other than the Council of Calumny, which is a fun, satirical sort of show. But it was cool to see how this group of people explored many different topics with, you know, advice and all those sort of things. So without further ado, have yourself a laugh. Mm hmm. <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to your consultation. Today, we will be bequeathing you with only the greatest advice known through all time. Revel in this newfound knowledge. We'll begin by exploring commonly parroted sentiments and enlightening you as to their true meaning. We'll then continue with a segment about relationship advice. Let's begin. First, be yourself is a common quote, yet some simpletons cannot seem to grasp it. Luckily, we're here to help. You are a great person who always makes the best decisions. Therefore, you shouldn't ever change. Just be yourself. People may tell you otherwise, but oftentimes they're wrong. After all, who knows you better than you? Us. We know you very well. Next, we have the phrase, measure twice, cut once. This one is easy. First, understand that measuring is hard. Oftentimes, you will be inaccurate when measuring. Therefore, you should measure more than once, noting that it is important to use at least two different units of measurement. Gallons, pounds, feet, kilometers, it doesn't matter. Actually using two different systems all together is the most effective way of measuring. Upon trying this, you may think to yourself, this seems wrong. These numbers are nowhere near each other. This, my friend, is a common logical fallacy which can result from thinking three-dimensionally. If you cannot imagine how using two different units will be helpful, that's all right. Most humans cannot imagine a space perpendicular to all axes. But when measuring, these spaces are important. The curve of space-time around the mass shadow of your measuring tool will adjust your units for you. If you still don't understand, your brain is probably fractured. The best course of action may now be admitting yourself to a hospital. Finally, we have the infamous better safe than sorry. Commonly misinterpreted, people use it to justify weak actions. Oh, don't walk in the road, they say. You never know what'll happen. I personally love walking in the middle of the road. The yellow lines are there for a reason. Uh, moving on, uh, the true nature of the quote dictates that you should not and ever, under any circumstance, apologize. The reason being is that when you apologize, you admit that you were wrong. After all, without saying, how would anyone know you made a mistake at all? Simply ignore your problems in order to be safe from public criticism. Don't just ignore your problems, ignore everything. Someone says something you don't agree with, sorry, didn't hear you there. Your house is on fire? No, it is. And if you don't see it, it can't possibly be real. You are going off script. I'm just helping the people. You know, you should try it sometime. Helping out your coworkers, maybe. Well, maybe if you didn't try to make everything about you, I could help more. After all, don't you remember yesterday when I was trying to record the studio audience and then you said that a studio audience should record the studio audience and you made me leave and that was really awful. It was the right move. I mean, what else is a studio audience for? It's just to put in the background. It doesn't have to be that important. It's an audience for a reason. You can't have a show without an audience. And you ate my food. I, what? When? It had a label saying, do not eat. You took off the label, put it back on the fridge itself, and the food was gone. So you can't blame me. I'm ignoring that. Just like you ignored my label. Exactly.
Hello, I'm Naomi. And I'm Ian. And we will be answering your relationship questions as a couple who has been together for 10 months. Let's start off, though, with the relationship movie of the week. The relationship movie of the week this week is Castaway, starring Tom Hanks. I think it's a great couples movie to watch together. Um, and when Na- me and Naomi watched it together, I personally nearly cried when uh, Tom Hanks kissed the volleyball Wilson. And then me and Ian together created a replica of the volleyball so we could each kiss said volleyball and make sure that we loved each other as much as we loved the volleyball. We wanted to know how Tom Hanks felt in that moment. And if we felt the same way, we knew we would be. It's about building a connection, really. Uh, So let's start off, though, with just some general advice to new couples. This is something which I think a lot of relationships struggle with, which is building a connection. And my best advice to you, one simple trick right off the bat, start a blood feud. Nothing builds trust more than an eternal oath of violence between your families. Right? The most famous couple in history, Romeo and Juliet, wouldn't be where they are without their families wanting to utterly destroy each other. And, let's all be honest, Romeo and Juliet are kind of couple goals. Exactly. Now, let's move on to our write-in section. So, we had some of our fans send in questions that they wanted to ask us about relationships. And our first question comes from a very loyal fan and it's my partner hates me what do i do yeah and i think the obvious instinct here is to break up but breaking up is sort of gauche these days what you have to do is you think uh, you think about the advantage that you have being in this relationship with this person you're very close to them um so you can you can market a predatory loan to them and profit off of that money um and you want to do that at least a couple times before breaking up with them and then run away with the money is what I would do. Exactly. And if you can get a hold of a very sketchy email account and email your partner as a, say, Nigerian prince, then you can make sure that they're smart enough that you can be together. And if they fall for the loan, then you know they're smart enough. If they fall for the loan? Yes. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we have a we have a write-in question uh, from someone in Iowa it says my boyfriend smells to help (laughs) so this is a very common problem that relationships have Um, I've experienced it many times over and my advice to you is to get with your boyfriends or significant others uh, twin siblings So if they have an identical twin, then it only makes sense that their identical twin would smell exactly like them. So what you have to do is you cheat on your significant other with their identical twin. And if you cheat on them with their identical twin and you find that you also dislike their identical twin, then you know the problem is with the smell and not your significant other. But if it's not, then you know it's personality. Yes. So you just have to make sure that the smell and your feelings for your significant other are two different things and not just you're being caught off guard by the smell. We've given this advice before and some people have been like, okay, Ian, I don't know what do. My boyfriend doesn't have an identical twin. And what I've done is there's a few great programs out there to actually um, take like a strand of hair or like, like some skin cells and then in a Petri dish grow um a clone of your boyfriend and 
from there, there on, you can like teach it basic social constructs and just how to be a working human being. Um, and then and then date him for a while, and then you'll know if it's a smell or not, because they're going to have the exact same smell. It's an it's a exact replica clone. And if you're carrying this out on a budget, uh, then the Big Brother program does also work perfectly. Exactly. So our next question comes from someone across the seas, actually. Um, and they've asked, I've been with my England. boyfriend for 12 years, but now he's spending all of his money on 18th century British propaganda and wants to sell all my possessions for more 18th century British propaganda cash. What should I do? This is a great question. Um, right now, you, you think about relationships. It's, it's a push and pull sort of thing. Exactly. You start investing in um, 19th century uh, 19th century American propaganda, right? Uh, who do the British hate more than the Americans, right? Well, As we would know. They also hate the Irish. And Ian, you're Irish. I'm not. So, okay, if, if you need to, if you need to, um, another budget option in this case. Propaganda is expensive, especially the old stuff. Um, but we can be looking at uh, Irish potatoes. You just get potatoes. Uh, it's essentially the Irish ver version of propaganda. Uh, it's how they they kept their hold on the, the island for such a long time. If you're unaware, um, me and Ian are both Irish. So we have found great love and prosperity in our relationship through growing our own potatoes together. So if your significant other decides to start investing in, say, British propaganda, as was the example given, the obvious solution is to start investing in whatever the opposite of what they are trying to gain a collection of is. So if Ian was investing in British propaganda, which hopefully he isn't, then I would start investing in potatoes. But we don't have that problem because we're already invested in potatoes as a couple. Exactly. It's about building that like stopgap, that like little safety net, just in case your couple starts investing in propaganda. Um, I guess moving on, we have another question that says, what do I do about my in-laws because they hate me? Now, uh, since me and Ian aren't married, we don't have that much experience. We with have more experience than somebody who's been married. So that's the best relationship advice that I think we can offer to anybody. And frankly, that anybody has offered in the history of mankind. Yes. And as a couple with so much experience with marriage, with children, with anything that a relationship could possibly find as a problem, um, you know that you can trust us 100% to give you completely honest and helpful advice. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Council of Calumny. Tune in next week for a special consultation regarding nature survival, eviscerating your enemies, and maintaining peaceful international relations. Thank you for tuning in to this insanely unique and creative podcast episode brought to you again by Miss Horn's Public Speaking 2 class and all the students who have explored podcasting for the first time.